This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. <laughs> the hearts of all must be touched so deeply that they are awakened to the true power that lies within, so that they, maybe for the first time, see clearly for the first time and truly know which way to go. If you were to play hide-and-seek, would you not try to hide in the last place that the seeker would look? Your true power has been hidden in this very place, the last place the seeker would look. Would it then really come as a surprise that the strongest, most powerful part of you is also the softest and the most loving? The heart, your true power, a magnificent source that has the key to manifestation, peace, contentment, and the power to change the world lies in your heart. Valeria Telles interviews Joanne Antoon, the author of Cut the Crap, Heal Your Life, Live in the Present, Create the Future You Desire. Joanne Antoon is a transformational expert founder of CTC, the two-hour life-transforming combined therapy cocktail, the International Institute of Combined Therapy Cocktail, a body language specialist, coach, mentor, speaker, trainer, and author of three books, with the latest being an international bestseller. As a highly sought-after speaker in the field of personal growth, consciousness, and evolved leadership, Joanne has been helping people reach their dreams and live their best possible lives for almost 25 years. Joanne offers in-depth personal transformation to her clients, helping them to break free of whatever issues are holding them back. During this transformation, she helps teach, empower, and inspire clients to be the best they can be, bringing a highly intuitive and in-depth spiritual perspective into everything she does. Joanne is responsible for helping thousands of people transform their lives in extraordinary ways. Joanne brings her highly intuitive abilities and an in-depth spiritual perspective into everything she does. She is available for personal sessions of CTC, CTC trainings, coaching, workshops, seminars, speaking engagements, body language coaching, and more. Meet Joanne at joanneantoon.com. Here is the interview with Joanne Antoon. In your own words, who is Joanne Antoon? Oh, who is Joanne Antoon? Well, first and foremost, I am a mother, a grandmother of two amazing, amazing children. And... I am so honored and blessed to be living 
during this time, a time of incredible transformation and thrilled to be living my purpose and passion. I have always um, felt very different uh, since a child. I've had a lot of experiences with spirit um, from a very, very young age. And whilst I did everything I could to avoid it as a young child, once I finally accepted it in my late teens, my whole life changed and it changed the trajectory of my life and put me on this path where I'm able to um, very easily help people um, facilitate transformation and live a life of purpose and passion. So um, I'm thrilled to be here and thrilled to be doing that. So what is your idea of spirituality and what is the spirit? Okay, so we're not talking about spirit as in seeing spirit, but spirit and spirituality, yeah. is that correct? Yes, okay. yes, yeah. Um, well, I think it's the basis of our existence because we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And yeah. sadly, I think many people aren't aware of that. So they get so caught up in the human experience without realizing that that's really not who we are. It's just a part of our experience. And we really need to flip things on our head and, and remember that we are spiritual beings and there is so much more to us than the human mind realizes. There is no beginning or end. We are connected to everything. We are, you know, life experiencing itself. We are, mm. we know that we are love, but we are here to experience love. We know that we are spirit, but we are here to have the human experience. And uh, what's really beautiful for me is, I mean, I know there is no separation. I know you understand that. Yeah. But every thought, every feeling, every action that we have contributes to the whole. You know, like, uh, energy is not um, created or destroyed. It's just transformed. And every moment we get to contribute. And as spiritual beings, if we remember that, it changes everything about how we proceed with life. It's, it changes everything about every interaction we have. It's, yeah, uh, it's incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. And speaking of incredible things, how would you describe a miracle? Do you believe in miracles and what would that be? Do I believe in miracles? Absolutely. I am blessed to witness miracles every single day with the work that I do. And a miracle is literally a change in perception. Now, mm. the moment there's a change in perception, everything changes within our own worlds, within our own bodies, um, and collectively, you know, everything changes because of our energetic contribution. So um, I, I witness physical miracles every day. I witness um, a change in thought or perception that changes the way in which somebody lives. So, um, and that is like many times every day. So, yes, I believe in miracles and um, I'm blessed to witness them. When I think about miracles or miracle, it always comes to me that we are a miracle, aren't we, Joanne? To be in a human body speaking now, it's incredible. It is. It is. We're, we're um, a spiritual being in a biodegradable bodysuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like almost the impossible, right? <laughs> Happening right now. Um, yeah. Yes. Do you believe in the ultimate purpose, that there is the ultimate purpose to the human experience? And another question is, have we chosen to be here and go through all the challenges that we have faced? 
Yes and yes. <laughs> um, okay, yes, I um, I do believe that we have chosen to be here. And there's a, a little analogy that I use in my trainings where, um, you know, we decide as a, as a spirit to have another life experience. And it's, yeah, I, I do believe in the soul contracts that we have come here with a series of things that we are to experience. And where free will and choice comes in is how we perceive those once we are you know, here in human form, having the human experience, mm-hmm. um, how we perceive them, how much power we lose to them, how long we stay stuck in those situations, if whether or not we choose to learn from those situations, how we move from one situation to the next. I believe that aspect is the the humanness of us, the free will and choice aspect, but absolutely our, you know, our soul, our spirit chose to be here and have certain life experiences. And we chose our families too. A lot of people don't like hearing that. I love the way you you talk about choice. Yeah, it's refreshing that it comes from our, that shift in perspective or the perspectives we have about life. So that in a way, it's not a choice, it's a realization, perhaps. It's that opening to, to a more broad and expansive way of seeing life, it sounds to me. Yeah, it helps you to remember how truly powerful you are, that no matter what the circumstances, no matter where you're at, that there is always another way that you can see things and you can choose to see things in a way that serve you rather than harm you and have you feeling constricted and trapped. There is always another way. And if we remember that, it changes everything about our existence. It changes um, not only how we see the world, it changes our experience in our world, it changes us physically as well because if we you know constantly have toxic a toxic perception and toxic thoughts and and what have you, then we're affecting ourselves you know in this physical vessel and that affects our health and this is we're not here to suffer and be trapped like we're here to even if you're in a body that doesn't function correctly when you change your perception you you change everything and you can be at peace and have that freedom you desire no matter what your body is doing so in a way you're describing what freedom is liberation and true power isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. My message has always been to remind people and to bring people back to that, knowing that they truly are the power in their world, that we can heal, that a change of perception does change everything. And that we just need to remember that we are and can be masters of our vehicle rather than passive passengers. What is intuition and how do we learn to cultivate that in a sense that we are able to discern between the logical thinking or the mind's uh, activities and intuition? How do we do that? Okay, so first and foremost, everybody is intuitive. The problem is, again, that people have forgotten um, that we have been trained and programmed over millennia to you know think 
it's about, you know, use your head, use your yeah, head, use yeah, your head. True. You know, we're being <laughs> groomed for that. Whereas we've forgotten yeah. to come back into our heart center, into our divine center and listen to the whispers of our heart. And I'm always saying to my students, there isn't anyone on the planet that is any better than anybody else. There are people that are more practiced at what they do. That's it. Mm, yeah, and yeah. so it's about the practice and mastering the art of head and heart alignment so you know dropping into your heart center and one of the easiest ways to do that is to place a hand or a couple of fingers on your heart center and ask the questions and to start with you know if you're having if you're just working on building your intuition and building that remembering what you would do is you would ask yes no type questions like is this right for me as an example and what happens is by placing your fingers on your heart center you're dropping your awareness out of your mind and into the heart center and making the whispers of your heart louder and clearer Mm. than the bs in your head (laughs) (laughs) the noise in our head the ego that tries to take over and says no you're not good enough you can't do that don't be silly you know it's that into the heart center that says like you know you have the power within you You can do this go for it Mm. oh my god Um, i love that yeah and that is the alignment, right, Joanne? It's not really giving up the logical thinking, but kind of merging them and creating balance, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, you've got to, it's, it's about mastering the art of following your divine guidance, following the whispers of your heart, but taking your head with you. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's a beautiful way of saying it. Very direct. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Claire. Yes, I'm, no, um, I'm known for being very direct and, yeah. and keeping everything very simple. Let me ask you this one. What is healing and what are some of the misconceptions we have about healing? Again, I think healing, this would sort of fall very much with the definition of the miracle. A change in perception has the capacity to change us neurochemically because when we change our mind, when we free ourselves of the emotional issues that we have been storing for a very long time, when we free ourselves of subconscious programs that are limiting, self-defeating, sabotaging, when we free ourselves of all those, we literally change ourselves neurochemically, biochemically. We change what we radiate, therefore we change what we attract. So we're changing ourselves physically as well as our very world by simply working on our programs and emotional issues. So that's the basis, I believe, for healing. And then the, you know, obviously we have the physical effects and the effects in our world by making those changes. We're unconscious, like we're literally running on subconscious programs 95% of the day. And, you know, if you're awake for 16 hours, it's about 48 minutes that you are conscious and the rest of the time you're running on programs. And when I explain that to my students, it's like, you know, you might spend 10 minutes working on affirmations. You might think you're doing all the right things, but we are still unconscious for such a big chunk of the day. And we really need to work on becoming more conscious and also understanding what are our subconscious programs? What are the things that we are um, fobbing off as just our personality. And we're saying, well, it's just who I am. It's not who I am. It's my program. And the more we understand that and take that deep dive, the more we realize that we've been running on a set of limiting programs that are stopping us from living the greatest version of ourselves. And we 
all of us, it doesn't matter where we are, it doesn't matter how enlightened we think we are, we are born to be more than where we are currently at. Another question I have for you is, do you differentiate beliefs from values or they are somehow the same? Interesting question. I'd have to say yes, because um, that I do differentiate them because when we take that dive into the subconscious programs, then, you know, we have the values that our humanness thinks are important to us. Yet when we dive into the subconscious programs, we find a set of beliefs that are affecting the choices and the values that we think we have in our, it's interesting, I was going to say waking state, but it's not waking state, it's in our unconscious waking state. <laughs> yeah, unconscious, <laughs> right. <laughs> because because are, are yeah. we really awake? Are we right. really awake to how powerful we are? <laughs> are, are we really aware of what mm. what's, um, yeah. you know, the, our potential? Because when you have glimpses of your potential, mm. you then realize that a lot of your beliefs and programs aren't in alignment. Uh, sorry, when your, your beliefs and values that you currently have in this state are not generally in perfect alignment with the greatest version of you mm. everything mm. changes you realize right. that you are more than where you are that you are more than who you are right now it changes everything what comes to me is that then we transcend beliefs and values in a way so there's I don't know if it's possible to navigate this reality without beliefs and values but it from the way you speak it sounds like it is possible to do that Now we're just free and open to life. <laughs> well, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm there yet. <laughs> It's um, mm. yeah. I think when you have these experiences and you have the glimpses of who you are, the highest version of yourself, free of the pain of past conditioning. When you have these glimpses, you realize that so much that you thought was important isn't really important. It's just been something that has been a driver for you. And, you know, something that maybe motivates you, a big why maybe, a why, you know, to keep yeah. you on track. But then you realize that you were, you know, on this particular path, on this particular track just for a period of time. And we need to be flexible enough to follow our intuition, follow our guidance and to recognize that every step I have taken up until this moment has been guiding me to this moment But that doesn't mean it's my next moment, that my next moment is going to mean that I need to veer off a little bit. Right. So it is this state of expansion. So living from that space, experiencing this reality from an open space. Yes. That sounds wonderful to yes. me. It's almost like um, it's almost like the the navigation system in the vehicle, you know, that says, you know, recalibrating. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> it keeps doing that. Yeah, that's right. That's mm. right. It's like you know, we're heading this way now, and this is great that you've learned what you need to learn here, <laughs> and and you've mastered this. But now it's time to recalibrate because I know, mm -hmm. like, there have been so many times throughout my life that I have said to people, "Oh my goodness, I am so living my purpose. This is my purpose. Yeah. I, I am so living it." And then I find myself doing something different and it's oh my goodness I'm so living my purpose <laughs> but Keeps what's happened that. is all the way along the way it's it's been we've been in training for the next moment mm. and yeah. it's about being open to just checking in with the heart center and mm. following the wisdoms of the heart and being guided and making sure that you're constantly in alignment with the greatest version of yourself and asking what is my next best step 
That's all you need to know. The next best step. My last warm-up question, it's a fun one from my perspective. What do you love most about being in a human body at this time, Joanne? Ooh, <laughs> what do I love most about being hum in a human body? Yeah. Oh, I love so much. I think being realizing that I am a spiritual being using this particular biodegradable bodysuit um, for this particular time in order to have human experiences and to be aware of the five senses, mm -hmm. the to have the experiences of love and I, yeah, I think I mentioned this earlier, you know, we we know that we are love in our core, in our the spiritual essence of ourselves. We know that we are love but we are here to experience love by giving love. Mm. We know that mm. we are compassion, that we are compassionate beings, but we are here in this human existence and human body to experience compassion by being compassionate. Mm. So yeah. I think that's what the human body allows us to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're trapped in this in this biodegradable body suit. Mm, and yes. We're paying taxes, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and we're and we're eating to live, and we're doing those things. But mm. but um, there's mm. so much more that it offers us because mm. this is our opportunity to have the experience of the very things that we know and to have the experience of coming back to the remembering that there really is no separation. Sadly, for a lot of people, they don't come to that experience of realizing that you know, there's no separation. I'm often saying to my students, when you feel disconnected, it, you are not disconnected from source mm. because you can't right. be. It's, it's, it's impossible. Right. Right. But what happens right. is you're disconnected from self. Mm. So if we're disconnected from self, mm. then a lot of our human experience is about a return to self, a return to self through the experience. What is the self? Talk to me for a moment for those who don't know. In that, I actually am a little bit unclear about what the self is in general. Okay. So the self, I'm, I'm not talking of uh, the e an ego type self. The self is the spiritual self, the whole self. Um, because we have in our human experience separated so many aspects and it's a return to wholeness. It's a return to the very essence of who I am. It's a return to the remembering that I am not the things that I think I am. I am you know, I am source. I am spirit. I am one with everything. I am godlike. I am I am existence itself. And that through myself being in wholeness and centered and showering light out to everything in existence and to the people and what have you is I think one of the greatest contributions that I could ever give is by the return to self and remembering how light I am and when I say light, you know, the being of light that I am and shining my light so bright that it touches the hearts and souls of everybody and helps to raise the collective at speed. It's like separated wholeness, isn't it? What that is. And what we are, I mean, here in the human body, separated wholeness, separated spirit. Yeah. Wow. That's right. And and there and a remembering that, that deep remembering that uh, and, and you're right, you know, the, the English language, yeah. I mean, there are, we're very limited yeah. with the words that we can right, use right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> to, to describe this. But yeah. Yeah, the remembering that um, we are always whole, like we right. 
just just like we were born worthy, have always been worthy, are worthy, will always be worthy. Right. We have always been whole, right. Right. but the disconnect from the self has you know has made us feel separated. Yeah. And, and we're not. We, we can't be. We couldn't be, no matter how hard we tried. What comes to mind is that when you talked about choice earlier, so it seems like we are making choice that's coming from perception or perspective. So that shift has not happened yet, which is interesting to know how yes. did this happen in the first place, like this feeling of separation, which we are not separated. But do you have any idea how that started? What, what has caused us to have that feeling of separation and then go on and, and live our entire lives like that? Interesting question. I um, I don't think I could answer that from a level of absolute understanding. It would be an opinion and would be a theory. Um, so where did it happen? How did it happen in the beginning? I would assume it would have something to do with the journey of the life experience mm-hmm. that, you know, We've come here to remember who we really are. Yeah. So I would say it would be something along those lines. However, I think that if I look at what humanity and society has done for many, many years mm. now, that it has then also been part of the program that yeah. um, many people will become very wealthy the more we re- the more we believe that we're separate from. Yeah, which is very sad, but I think you know, collectively collectively it is about us remembering and collectively returning to the self which is beautiful so you wrote the book cut the (laughs) c-r-a-p hear your life live in the present create the future you desire talk to me for a moment joanne about the inspiration and intention of writing your book um so that particular book is the third published book that i have and it was interesting. It had been something that I'd been thinking about for a couple of years, but um, didn't really have the time to write it. And then I made the commitment to write it um, in January uh, of, I can't recall now if it was last year or the year before. I can't remember what year in. Last year, I think. Last year. And it was interesting because I had committed one week to writing it, which I thought was interesting that I could actually even think I could do that. But And at the time, we were surrounded by fires. Australia had a lot of fires going on and we had fires in our local area. But I had made the commitment and with my car packed, literally packed with the things that I thought were important, I sat here and house was prepared, car was packed and I committed myself to writing. And once I started, I found that it just came through me. And um, as I think, you know, when, when you're in alignment that's what happens. Alignment is being in flow. And when you're in flow, things happen far more easily and smoothly. So and my question always is, what is it that people need to hear? What is it that people, you know, what is it that people need to remember? How can we, what are the stories that I share that would help people come back to the remembering of how powerful they are? So the book was written with a couple of intentions of obviously inspiring people for their own healing journeys, helping them remember how powerful they truly are and to recognize that if one person can do it, then so can you. And also as a a tool to get the CTC therapy out there more globally recognized and to help support all the therapists that have done the training. But writing the book itself too was, was also a journey for me. 
and that that realization that when we surrender, no matter what our external circumstances are, and I have I literally have bush that backs onto my backyard, and they were expecting that to go up in flames on the Saturday, so I am literally ready to to go right. But it was just this, you know, this is a feeling of moving beyond yourself. This is that feeling of just going you know, it is what it is, no matter what the external environment is doing, it is what it is. And I'm choosing to be in the moment. And who am I being in this moment? And what is my best contribution in my beingness? And the book came through. I love those questions. I love everything about it, of course. <laughs> everything about you, everything you say is that the wisdom, it's it's lovely, loving, lovable, everything with love in it. Uh, it can be you. felt yeah, by the way you speak even, uh, Joanne. So thank you yeah, for doing that, for being life itself, for being open to flow with wholeness. Thank you. You created, you are a transformational expert and you have created the CTC, as you mentioned um, briefly, the two-hour life-transforming combined therapy cocktail. Interesting, the cocktail word too. So talk to me about this method and how it works. Okay, so it's it's quite interesting because it's 23, 25 years ago that I created the CTC and and it isn't a cocktail, as in it's not in a served in a yeah. tall glass with a tall straw and a little umbrella. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <It's>, cute. <laughs> um, although I think some people would prefer that. Oh, right, um, right. <laughs> it's a um, it's a combination of lots of different modalities that I put together to create. So hence the cocktail. So it's a combination of lots of different things to create the CTC, and it was first because. I would have clients come to see me for various modalities that I was offering. And what I found that it wasn't giving the transformation I wanted. And I'm an Aries and the typical Aries personality in me wants to get in there, clean up and get out, right? Yeah, so yeah, I, um, yeah. I want things done at speed. And I was wondering, like, why is it, and I love seeing my clients, obviously, but why is it people are coming back and presenting some of the same issues? So I have this, like, what if attitude? What if? What if I mix this? What if I try this? What if I do this and it works? And so I kept questioning what if. And I'm very much into expansion. I'm into opening myself up to receiving yeah. guidance and answers. It's I don't need my head to go, well, this is logic. This is mm, how we should do it. Right. It's like, well, I'm opening myself up to all possibilities. Show me a way. And, you know, I know there's a way. There's always a way. Show me the way, which is a statement I often use. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I would be open to this guidance coming in. And it was like, well, let's try pulling that out of this modality and let's pull this one here and let's mix, mash and reinvent. And um, over time, that's what I did. I pulled everything apart, mixed, mashed, reinvented everything and layered it to create the CTC. And the CTC itself is a journey. So every single process, we move from one process to the next and it's each process drops you in a little bit deeper. Each process will you know, take you into a deeper dive where ultimately at the by the end of the session, um, and this is after like we're clearing um, limiting beliefs, negative emotions, fears, phobias, emotional causes behind illnesses, anything that holds you back from being the best that you can be. So there's this constant clearing and process and we're diving a bit deeper each time. And then I take you back in time to the moment in time your inner child took on a belief that he or she isn't good enough. Mm. 
And what I know, I've been doing this for many, many years, for every single person, everyone, there is a deep-seated root cause of feeling as though you're not enough. And we find that moment and, you know, very rarely is it what people expect. I have a lot of people that come here having used their mind, thinking that they know what their Mm -hmm. issue is. But then we go back in time and we find ourselves somewhere else. And in that moment, we give that little girl or little boy everything that he needed. We heal that moment. And once that moment is healed, once your inner child has everything that they need, they grow before your very eyes and then we integrate you. So you'll actually witness, you'll see your inner child at the same age that you are today, having grown with all the tools and resources that they ever needed then we merge you together and bring you back into that feeling of absolute wholeness wow. and healed from the very depths of your existence. It's it's beautiful. It's so powerful. Wow, that sounds amazing. And then we can do that. It doesn't take a lifetime to do that, um, to be born again. Yeah, two, two and a half hours. And the thing is, if you're ready, and it's the one session, if you're ready, because ultimately we are our own placebo, So if you know that where you are and how you feel isn't how you want things to stay and you're truly ready for shift and transformation and you surrender to the process, then you get your miracle. And this is really what it's about. So for myself, you know, I have conversations with my clients beforehand to ensure that they're ready. Like I said, you know, ultimately you are your own placebo. And then it's my job to do the cleaning, to shatter those old neurological pathways, those old programs to set you free. And then after the session, you're given a little bit of homework. And that's basically your opportunity to download new programs, new ways of being and to more easily create the future that you desire. And you do that because now you are finally here in present time. You're no longer losing your power to all those stories of the past, your family's stories, the experiences, the perceptions that you've plugged into that really don't serve you once you're free of that you're here in present time and then you remember how powerful you are there are so many topics and amazing messages and so many things in your book that i wrote here that i won't be able to go through everything but there's something that you say that caught my attention you said our body's natural state is that of peace and harmony a healing state Everything we participate in and everything we allow ourselves to witness affects us. As a rule, don't watch anything that you don't want to experience. I think I combined here two sections in your book that for some reason interested me. And so talk to me for a moment, Joanne, about um, the mirror neurons and also how does unhealed conscious and subconscious trauma affects our self-healing mechanism how precisely does it happen okay so the first question was around mirror neurons um whatever it is that we witness and as you know i haven't watched television in over 12 years and i i cannot i I struggle if anybody has a a movie on or, or something that has any violence i do feel it intensely and the example i give to people is for those that don't feel it it's only because they've become desensitized the, the shows and how they presented them are very different now to how they used to be. 
So what, what's happened is most of society has been drip-fed and you're being drip-fed with more and more violence. And as you're drip-fed with more and more violence, you become desensitised to it where they need to increase the level of violence or the level of reality of terrible scenes in order for you to get a bit of a zing from it. And this is not good for us. It's not healthy for us because of the mirror neurons We know for a fact that our body doesn't know the difference between a real or imagined experience. And many, many studies have been done on this. You know, you can imagine that you are going for a run whilst you're sitting on the lounge. You can just imagine it and you will be firing the the exact same muscles as you would if you were going for the run. We know this ourselves if we're having a nightmare. You wake up from a nightmare, your heart is pounding and, you know, you're in a cold sweat from this nightmare because you've been chased, but you haven't left your bed. So we we know that the body doesn't know the difference between a real or imagined experience and you are not imagining the, the violence in the movies as an example. You are prepared to sit there and look at it. You are prepared to sit there and watch it and people are just not realizing how damaging that is for their own bodies because our our body is responding to what is happening outside of us. So I do always say to people, like, just don't watch anything that you're not prepared to experience because you are experiencing it and, um, and making it okay. And also, you know, letting the world know that you want more of that because you're investing in it, you're paying for it. So it's twofold. I think if anything, we need to be sitting there. If you're going to sit and watch something, watch something that is, you know, showered with love and compassion and caring and, you know, or something that expands us, not something that constricts us, not something that damages us so much because it does ultimately affect our health as well. So that's mirror neurons. And it doesn't matter what it is that we're witnessing, our, our body experiences it. And so the next question was around healing. Yes, there's uh, unhealed, conscious is unconscious uh, trauma, but it also the, the, how it affects self-healing. But I see that we can actually become traumatized every day. We can add to that trauma, right, Joanne, by Absolutely. doing these things. That, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, if something goes unhealed, then it's frozen in time. And if it's unhealed, um, like, you know, we're, as humans, we're very good at pushing things aside so we can get on with our day. But what happens if it goes unhealed, there are going to be things that trigger us and things that go, it's going to try and come to the surface. Now, it's coming to the surface in order for us to remember that there's an aspect of us that needs healing. There's an aspect of us that, you know, that we need to do some work on it. And what we'll often do as humans is it will come up, we will feel it, and we'll grab hold of it, we'll look at it, we'll feed it, we'll remember it, we'll make it even worse than it was because we ha- we tend to you know add to our stories. We'll make it even worse than it was and now because we've got to be at an appointment somewhere we'll shove it back into our body bigger than it was before and move on with our day but I'm, I'm often saying to my students it came up to come out what if that that aspect came up to be set free and we need to master the art of not looking at it feeding it fueling it and you know and what have you we need to master the art of just with the power of our breath letting it come up and out because we can't keep trapping unhealed emotions and traumas in our body because these will, you know, fester and then reveal themselves as illness that you then need to focus on. 
yeah, allow it to come up and out. And that's the only reason it came up. I do breathwork sessions um, with my students and I'm always saying to them, you know, just allow it like, like a flowing river, like a passing cloud. Let things come up and out. Do not grab them because if we grab them, feed them, fuel them, we're making them bigger. And um, this is often what a lot of people do. We will feed things, we will fuel things and it's not until you know, our body is riddled with some sort of disease that we then realize that we should have done this a lot sooner and released released the unhealed pains and traumas. And what I also find with traditional talk therapy, when you go there and you keep bringing your past into the present moment, then it's it's like really who is it serving? It's not serving you. They're there to be healed, not to be spoken about constantly because you could, as you imagine, like you you might be having an amazing day and you've had lunch with your girlfriends. It's been incredible, but you've got your three o'clock, you know, appointment. So you head over to your traditional talk therapy appointment and now you're rehashing the things that happened when you were five. You're talking about it you're, and because of the mirror neurons, you're reliving it. So you're feeding it, you're fueling it, you're reliving it and you walk out crying and she says, great job. I look forward to seeing you the same time next week. It really, it really hasn't helped anything. So it's, it's about us, like how do we heal this moment? Because bringing it into the present moment, feeding it, fueling it and constantly talking about it does not serve us. And um, I love what you say in your book. There's so many quotes written by yourself. <laughs> That's uh, very refreshing to see. You say, I'm not sure if that was a quote, but beautifully written. One of the greatest gifts you can give yourself, your loved ones, and this entire planet is your own personal growth and healing. And that reminds us to go back to Everything that um, we know to be true uh, is the inner work that will bring what we want to the external world. And that's so, it seems like common sense to know that, but it's not because of the programs that you speak about. Absolutely. Let's see, we're almost at the end and I have so many other points you say. That's beautifully said too. You write, in time, we will see that our greatest challenges are our greatest teachers. And that's a, a tough one to see, uh, a challenging one to see right away. Yeah, it's a difficult one to see whilst you're in it. Yeah. Yeah, because right. whilst you're in it, right. you're emotionally attached and it's the emotional yeah. attachment that blinds us. Right. Um, mm. The more we can pull ourselves away from the situation, the more we're going to see things more clearly. And I know for myself personally, the moment there's a challenge, I'll stop and I go, okay, well, you know, bring it on. Whatever it is I need to learn from this experience, show me. I choose to learn today because I will not be in this, this experience tomorrow. And mm. so I move through things very quickly now. Um, you know, as a teenager, that wasn't the case, but yeah. now I do. Yeah. But it is that, um, you know, knowing that we will come through the situation and you'll then look back at it with new eyes. And when you look back, you realize that the strengths and the courage that you gained, the wisdoms that you gained have come not through the good times. They have mm. come through the tough times. We're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. There's um, a chapter in your book that I really love what do you say initially? I think in the first part of that chapter, instead of a quote, you have this, I mean, it's just beautiful. I would love for you to read that if you have in front of you. It's called The Power of Your Heart, the chapter. 
Uh, I don't actually have the book in front of me. Okay, okay. so I have that. I'll have to rely on you to read it. (laughs) I'll read the end, the ending part, because I do have that for the introduction. I selected that. Mm -hmm. So we'll have that as the first information, really, that the listeners will hear, and then your biography. Part of that says, the heart, your true power, a magnificent source that has the key to manifestation, peace, contentment, and the power to change the world lies in your heart. That's the end of that, but there's a lot more that you write about the power of the heart. And that was from the lips of angels channeled by you in the 2007. Yes, yes. That was quite, that was quite a while ago, that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Beautiful. The power lies in our heart center. And honestly, like everything I do, everything I teach is simple. We as humans overcomplicate everything. And, you know, if we overcomplicate our problems and we believe that we need a complicated and huge solution in order to help us, mm-hmm. but if we bring everything down to its simplest form, then we know simple problem, simple solution. And life is simple. It really is, but we've overcomplicated. If we truly remember that everything that we need is within us, that in the power, like within our heart lies a power that is so powerful, that is so grand, and all we need to do is to tap into it. It will change our very existence. It will change how we feel about things. It will change our life. It will change how we do things. It will change everything. And honestly, all we need to do is get in the habit of placing a hand over our heart center and just connecting, asking questions. You take a deep breath in, you ask a question, and I promise you, you will all get your answers. It's there, and you just need to learn to listen to the whispers of your heart. We would all love to have the booming voice of God or (laughs) you know, somebody else's (laughs) voice so we can differentiate. It doesn't work like that. So it's coming back into our divine center. Our divine center contains the guidance, the wisdoms, the knowledge, everything. Everything is in there, but we've forgotten. So the ending questions, two more questions. What is another word for healing? Another word for healing, release. And my last question is, what are three things about life you wish everyone to know or to have before they lose the body? That you had the power all along. Um, it's all about or all around power. So yeah. just just like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, right? She had the power all along to go home. She had those you know, the ruby slippers. Yeah. Um, you've you've had the power all along. You are the power in your world, and that your contribution matters. You are enough. Mm. You were born enough. You have always been enough. You will always be enough. Mm. Um, and you matter. You are here because your contribution to us, to the collective matters. Mm, Wow. Thank you so much, Joanna, again and again and again and again for your beautiful (laughs) presence. Um, Wow. For this, to be open, be open to this wisdom of the loving, unconditional love um, that flows through you. Thank you for being the messenger of truth with capital T. Thank you so very much. Beautiful. I have loved speaking with you. Thank you. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Okay. So I am across all social media platforms. So you can just look up Joanne Antoon across social media. And my website is joanneantoon.com. 
Wonderful. I'll have that on, on your podcast profile too. Thank you so much again and we'll talk soon. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joanne. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Joanne Antoon and her work, please visit joanneantoon.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.